Welcome to Teal of Interiors, a holistic approach to interior design. I'm Dee. And I'm Alicia. And welcome back to another episode of Tea Over Interiors. Thanks so much for joining us, guys. As always, please don't forget to follow this podcast, share it with a friend, and give us a five-star rating. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Okay. So, you know what I'm going to ask you, girl? I am sipping on. You know what I'm sipping on today? I am trying to create a tranquil space. And something I always rely on, it's my old standby. It's the tried and true peppermint tea. I haven't had that in a long time. Mm, Okay. Well, today, because it's been so warm lately, I decided to bust out my cold teas. And I have one here, especially from David's Tea. It is cold brew infused tea. Okay, it's called Peach Passion Fruit, and it is very, very delicioso. Very nice. Very nice. What I forgot to say about my peppermint tea, I actually dried my own tea leaves. I have three different types of mint that I grow in my garden every spring and summer. Well, all summer long. And these are my own tea leaves, my own peppermint. So I I forgot to say that. Oh, okay. Time for these randomness. Okay, so this one, I don't know, it's not too silly or anything. It's actually a very important one because it has to do with our topic today, which I forgot to mention to everyone, is that we're talking about lighting. Alicia, do you have a vitamin D deficiency? Oh, no, not anymore because I make sure I take it. Every day. Well, did you know that it is possible that if you buy the wrong lamps and lamps in our world, Alicia, means bulbs. That's right. So did you know if you buy the wrong lamp, a.k.a. bulb, you could end up with an adverse biological issue such as having a lack of vitamin D from not having full spectrum lighting. Now, full spectrum lighting is very important for you to invest in and you should have them installed properly so that way they work properly, which means you're going to need 6,500 Kelvin color temperature. These people don't know what that is. But it it says it on the package. Uh, Okay. Uh huh. So when you're in the store and you're buying a lamp, bulb rather turn it on the back it does give you the information about the bulb and i tell people this a lot what (laughs) nothing i just i just nothing i'm sorry it's too technical block that out it's too technical (laughs) okay okay no 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 no. just go ahead ahead. and just i just can't imagine anybody like nobody except for like people like my sister who's into science Nobody's going to do this, but go ahead. All right. All right. Fine. I have another one. Okay. Keep going. Stop it. Keep going. I was just thinking. I have another one. I think out loud sometimes. I'm actually thinking this is interesting, but and and I'm on my way to go look at the back of my light bulb thing because what I'm trying to figure out 
is if these new LEDs are enough that they have changed all of us over to. You know what I mean? So well, we should do an episode on teaching people about lighting because it's super important. It's helpful for their mood. And well, I want to know more about it. So I'm sorry. I should have muted myself because I'm just thinking out loud. Sorry. No, it's okay because I have an even funnier one. So I'll go with a funny one. Oh, go ahead, lady, please. It's it's in alignment with our topic because our topic is, you know, let me let you do what you want to do. I want to know more about this, though. Okay, I'll tell you more about that, but I'm going to tell you okay. this back next. Okay. Okay, okay. Have you ever entered a room and you'll see, like, dust particles yes. in the middle of a room? It's always with the light shining through. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. light scatters when it enters a room through your glass windows because it reflects all the surfaces in the room before it reaches your eye. This is called the Tyndall effect. That's interesting. The Tyndall effect. I'll be talking to my sister about that today. These are all scientific. They're pretty cool. I love them. How do you spell Tyndall? T-Y-N-D-A-L-L. Oh, so I'm sure that was the scientist who discovered it. Yes, let's move on to today's topic. So, Alicia, I received an email the other day and it got me thinking about light fixtures themselves. Having said that, Alicia, what do we think about the latest trends that we're seeing around lighting this year? Okay, so I love statement lighting. I think scale is a big deal. And I think that the most impactful thing in a room, you see a wonderful statement piece right in the center of the room. It adds a little drama, but it adds visual interest. It almost acts as sculpture. I was reading an article and it said that we used to consider our lighting fixtures as our jewelry. Forget about the jewelry idea. It's like the head turning gown. The jewelry is just an accessory, but that gown is a foundation piece. I loved that as an analogy. I thought that was really good. What do you think? Yes, I agree. It's so funny. Yeah, I think about my bedroom. I got this sphere. It's really cool. It's pretty big, but it's centered on the room as opposed to centered on the bed because, you know, I got the fireplace and the TV in front of the bed. So I couldn't have it blocking all that. So it's centered in the room. It's big. But it's not so big that, you know, I'm walk into it. I do have to be mindful of my head and walk around it. It's pretty big. There are some guidelines when you think about the lighting. So if you have an eight foot ceiling, but need to be semi flush mounted. So mm -hmm. it has a drop, but not a large drop. And you mm -hmm. don't have to worry about hitting your head because I have the same situation in my bedroom where I only have eight foot ceiling and I have statement lighting that's centered in the room, not over the bed. Because then my lighting would be off, you know, because of the size of the room. Right. So all those things have to be considered. Let's move on to another trend, which is nostalgia. Now, we talked about this last year. Mm -hmm. when we talked about trends overall. Bringing back antiques, retro pieces, vintage pieces, global influences, and classic silhouettes. To me, that's going to be your timeless lighting. That's going to stick around for a while. Yeah, I think you're right. And I love those classic silhouettes because they harken back to a time that has passed. But I do like the fact that they're very simple and clean. Like they don't take up a lot of space and they're nostalgic. You know, you don't want them to feel old, but you want them to have an old world charm. Right. Charm. Yeah. For me, Classics and antiques really go great in like a room that is more modern because of the clean lines of that space. And it gives it a little something. 
definitely going to stand out. How do you feel about brass and black finishes? I love it. I am like a huge fan. I'm actually working on a house in North Carolina, and that's my that's my direction. It's got a coastal theme to it, but I'm doing the, the black with the brass. You know, the beauty of the brass, especially today's brass, it's got a nice patina to it, although the luster is not missing. So it has a patina, but it doesn't feel tarnished. And then the black balances that nicely. Yeah, I love brass. That happens to be one of my favorite finishes. It has a richness to it. Plus, brass has antimicrobial bacteria properties, which I love about that. But I just love the look of brass. And also, I like matte black finishes, the look of matte black. And brass and black as a mixture is always stunning to me. It gives that industrial feel. I'm a huge fan of the next one, which are natural tones. I love the natural. I said I'm working on a, a beach house. I like rattan and seagrass and rough or cut crystals. You know, anything that looks like it may be handmade, giving a real natural element to it and using elements that are not feeling super manufactured. Yeah, like ceramic glazes and things like that have sometimes like unique styling and shapes. Right. Right. I love that. What do we think about glass as a trend? I'm over it, but I know that glass, it's going nowhere. And I do believe that it has place. I think like on an island. I just want to say this, though. It's a lot of work to keep clean. I was just about to sleep. Nightmare situation. Ask my sister. She has done over her island. I know you came to the house with me when we designed the new house that the family got. And took those pictures. So pretty. The Edison bulbs. I have them in my own house. You know, it looks great. But you have to be on top of it because the minute it starts getting dirty, it looks a mess. Yeah. And I'm into low maintenance. How about that? That's a trend for me. Low maintenance. Any fixture that I choose, finishes that I choose, it's always low maintenance and it's easy for me to care for. Doesn't have a whole bunch of hidey holes where dust can go. Because that drives me crazy when I'm in restaurants and see dust and spiderwebs on light fixtures. But anyway, that's just getting into pet peeve and that's not this conversation. (laughs) But but it definitely has something to do with it because the trends are all fine and well, but you have to look long term. And for people like us who've been doing this a while, we can kind of give them a heads up. Like, listen, they might look good today, but in another month, you're going to be so sick and tired of cleaning those bad boys. Well, let dust. Yeah. And, you know, you want your home to always feel clean and pristine. And for me, if glass is not clean and pristine, just like when windows are dirty, it feels very unkept and it can feel icky and it makes my mood sad. So I don't know about other people. Warm finishes. So white, warm grays and blonde wood was hugely influential in the paint and furniture colors. But must I say this? I'm done with gray. Yeah. I'm done with it. Yeah, Yeah. Europeans have been over it for like 10 years now. They're still looking at us like people. But anyway, (laughs) you know, do you? It's your home. But I do Mm -hmm. love blonde wood. And I do love those softer tones, the ash woods and things like that. You can do this with lighting also. And so your lighting in this case can act as the centerpiece and keeping the style of the overall room. And it helps to recede the style of the room so that the lighting can be the forefront and give that visual presentation, like you said. We're back with the statement. I think it all goes back to the statement. (laughs) Anyway, let's see. We talked about a couple of other things that we weren't 
too excited about like lifestyle lighting. But I'm going to say one thing about that. I knew we weren't going to say anything, but you want to make sure that you can mix and match your lighting to accommodate how you live. So I was looking at a picture and I've always wanted to do this. Lighting at the bedside that both gives you the opportunity to focus your lighting on a task. So task lighting that maybe it has a swivel arm or it has like some flexible arm, especially if you share the bedroom with a partner, you want to not disturb that person. And this way you can get lighting like really directed or focused on reading or whatever you might want to be doing in bed, even working. You know, most tablets and, and things that we use in bed, even if we're reading a book on one of the, you know. Pencils or iPad, yeah. Right. You got some backlight on that. But I just think that it's nice. Like what if you're drawing or writing, you know? Or something, you know, if people do everything on modern technology nowadays. I'm old school, but I think it's nice to have that little a source of light by the side of the bed. So I just wanted to kind of mention that because it's not a thing for everyone. I think there have been occasions and it depends on your lifestyle where you might want more focused lighting. Yeah. Also, when it comes to tasks as well. So in the kitchen, I noticed a lot of people under light their kitchen. So, you know, you may have the pendant lighting over the island if you have one. You may have your main lighting, but you got to remember that there's shadows that cast so easily, especially in kitchens that are white and that have lighter walls. So you want to make sure you're distributing your light properly, especially when you're working by the counters, you know, so yeah. that your cabinet lighting is very important. Recess lighting above you is very important in those areas. So even if you have work out any other type of space and I agree with that, your mood lighting for nighttime so that you can adjust the mood. And like you said, different tasks. I don't like to work in bed because I'm about to go to sleep and I can't keep my brain active. Mm -hmm. So although we have lights, on either side of the bed. I don't know why we never use them. So anyway, I think lighting at the kitchen, you brought up kitchen and I think lighting as far as tasks are concerned, I really need lighting at my sink. It's funny because, you know, some people are like, well, don't you usually have a window over the sink? Yeah, but it's well, not always daytime. Uh-huh. And it's not always bright even during the day. It could be an right. overcast day. Right. And That's important. That light. Yeah. You know, recently I found out I had astigmatism in my left eye. And mm -hmm. so I don't know. Lately now, I just feel like I need more light. You know, I feel like oh, it's not bright enough. So we always did need it. You know, you probably just were fighting it. Probably. Yeah. That, that's another story. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to wear glasses. But we I know. I know. <laughs> All right. Speaking of glasses, right? How about lighting for these aging eyes of mine? So, so, you know, as you get older, your, your sight changes and even your sight affects the way you see colors, right? Older people see colors differently. Like mm -hmm. I'm, something is green, but they might see it more as like a bluish gray, you know? And I get it. I think it happens, definitely happens to me. I also think that what is problematic is a glare. I often see glares and I'm like, what is, where is this coming from? So I may try to reposition myself so that I can see it differently or try to, you know, like move my head. So I think glare is important to be one, mindful of. Yes. And one quick tip I want to give if people don't know this already, if you have a home office or you like to work at a desk and you use your laptop, your iPad, whatever, a screen, right? Any type of screen, you want to make sure 
that there is no light source behind you, no window, no light mm -hmm. behind you, because it's going to make that glare even worse. And another thing that I've been doing is I've been wearing computer glasses. Some people say that they work. Some people say they don't. But I must say, when I put them on, I see less of a glare on my computer screen. Oh, and that's good to I know. I a lot of work on my computer because of designing and drafting and things like that. Okay, I got to check that out. I didn't even know that it worked. That's good to know. So with the aging eyes, let's figure out the things that's most important. You want to have indirect lighting, not direct lighting. And this is all in, in an essence to soften the shadows and make the rooms light feel more diffused, right? Yes, exactly. Oh my gosh, at night, having low level lighting by your stairs which, mm -hmm. you know, as designers, we always do that kind of thing. I'm talking about in your house now, mm -hmm. your entryway. Whole, your eyes do not adjust to the darkness as easy as they used to when you were younger. So right. and you don't want to force your eyes to do these things because it makes it worse. Because whichever is the better eye is taking all the, the strain. When you put strain on your eyes, your eyes look more tired, which contributes to you looking more older. So let's keep these eyes looking fresh and young. <laughs> and this yes, is the way to yes. do it. By making sure you're using the right light, avoiding these glares, reducing shadows as much as possible, and making sure you can see and you're not forcing your eyes to adjust so much. D, I have one more last thing on that one. Automatic motion sensor lighting is huge. I don't have it on the inside of the house. But I do have it outside. I think it's a good recommendation it to consider both. But I have them on the side of the house. I have them in the back of the house. And I have one that is directed at the driveway when I come in. I mean, everybody doesn't have all that. But I think it's very necessary, especially for someone who might live alone. And like I had to go outside at like, I think it was three o'clock in the morning. I realized that my camera in the backyard was going off and it was notifying me, the sensor. And I'm like, what's going on back there? So I looked and I realized that I had left the car light on. You know, the one that's in the ceiling. And so I had to go out at night. And I'm telling you, it's like so imperative that the house is well lit. Not because anybody was out there, but so that I could see walking along the pathway. Then when I get to the car, I can do what I need to do. And the other thing is I have cameras out there. So it'll pick up because the lighting is really good with the motion sensors that I was out there. You know, so that everything was very visible. Exactly. Yeah, that's important. I have the lighting outside as well, but we forget the inside. Like, okay, if you don't want to keep a nightlight on in your house and you come home at night after work, especially during the wintertime when it gets darker earlier, when you open up your doors, your house is very dark. So if you have sensors that once you open your door and the light comes on, that's very helpful because what if your kids left something in the middle of the floor? You know, you walk in fumbling for the light fixture or whatever have you. So these are very important things to think about and consider. And so now look at your home with new eyes and see where are there opportunities that you can add lighting. Because believe it or not, there's opportunities to add lighting, especially at night near your bathroom for when you're getting up to go to the bathroom. Motion sensors would be great for that. Doesn't have to be a bright light to wake up your partner, but enough light so that you it can lead you to where you need to go. You know what? Something that was done in the past that's starting to be done more again now are wall sconces. I have a thing for old houses. There would always be mm -hmm. wall sconces in dining rooms. They would be in the bathrooms, flanking the mirrors over the sink, and they would always be near or on either side of a fireplace. Definitely in dining rooms, always in dining rooms. What do and you think living, about... And living rooms, like by the front 
by the front doors. There were oh. always sconces like scattered around, you know, in, like in the New York apartments. I remember those. I don't know so much about, you know, in suburbia, but maybe I got to look at that. I haven't remembered them by the front door outside, you mean, or inside? Inside. So that way uh-huh. you have light when you come in. Like if they had like an entry table or something when your keys yeah. were, they had lights there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I lived in New York, so I know that we had one in the Bronx where I had an apartment. But yeah, I, I think this is definitely something that the trend is going back in that direction. And I always loved the really great sconce there. Now, that's where I thought that it was like jewelry for the wall, because I think you could do fantastic things with wall sconces. Yeah, you can. And wall sconces, depending on where they're located, can help with tasks and they can help with wayfinding. So that's very important. And they mm-hmm. look good, you know, and they do. They can highlight a piece of art or a sculpture. Like, let's say you like to elevate your sculptures and you have something on a pedestal or something. And there's a wall sconce near it. And it's elevating that space and making that art look even more impressive. So there's just, like I said, just walk around, see where you could find opportunities for lighting and just do it. If you, you know, are afraid about spending too much money, you know, you always have battery operated options and you always have the motion detecting options so yeah so that you don't have to hire an electrician necessarily for it if you have an outlet nearby but i think hiring an electrician is a good thing because this way from a decorative perspective it's hidden and it doesn't look you know like a whole bunch of you can be discreet especially for people that live in apartments you want to make sure that you have the option of not having to hire an electrician they have those tracks that cover the cords and then you can paint them the same color as the wall do you like that idea used that before yes it works i use it like behind the tv until you know of course you hire an electrician right. and then you can put a hole in the wall and run it down to the outlet so you don't see anything but but if it's your private residence i highly encourage that and yeah. you can do it one fixture at a time you know don't make yourself crazy trying to overwhelm yourself with all the fixtures at once you know what's best about an electrician also they can update your electrical and they can make sure that there's no hazards going on i yeah. never forget one time an electrician came to my house for something i don't remember what it was for but we had like these dead phone lines that were in the wall and that was actually causing whatever issue I had at the time, which I can't remember what it was. You were and having shortage, like you, things were shorting out? Probably. <laughs> and so I remember he said that that needed to be removed because he said that was a hazard. It could have caused a fire. So sometimes, you know, you want to save a buck, but at the end of the day, you could be saving your life and saving yourself lots of money. So sometimes hiring a professional, especially if you know your place is older, you know, just to have that once over for all your lighting and checking your electrical sources can be so beneficial and advantageous. Right. Beneficial. Absolutely. Well, Dee, as usual, we've had an awesome and spirited debate and conversation about the trends. You and I love to talk about trends and I think we've embraced most of them. Don't you? I think so. Yeah. And so if you guys have any questions or have any suggestions for future episodes, please don't hesitate to email us at hello at tovanteriors.com. If you like this episode, you're listening on Spotify, go ahead and click those five stars. If you're listening on Apple Apple Podcasts, (laughs) please, please leave us a rating as well as a review if possible. And wherever you're listening, make sure you are sharing the podcast. We so appreciate it. Sorry I haven't been keeping up with social media, but you guys know we love you. And every week I'm making sure you get an episode. So yes, <laughs> love indeed. you guys. Okay, ciao. Okay, bye. Bye.
Nice job, ladies. Carry on. Thanks for listening. If you like our show, please leave a five-star rating. We'll see you next week.